With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Ukraine says Putin has destroyed 214 schools. The UN counts 683 attacks on hospitals and clinics. The Russians say that they're attacking only military targets. Mm. No, they have destroyed our life. They destroyed our kindergarten. They destroyed our school. They destroyed our music school. For some people, they've even destroyed their workplace. They have destroyed everything. They have destroyed us from the inside out. That's from 60 Minutes on Sunday night. Russia purposely attacking hospitals and schools and apartment buildings and that sort of thing. And and we all know that those are war crimes. The vice president calling out Russia for war crimes while she was there. I don't know. Does that necessary or do any good? I mean, I suppose you got to say it out loud. I just, is the theory that we're going to shame them into quitting or I don't, I don't even know what. No, honestly, I think you nailed it with, you just got to say it out loud. To keep the concept alive, I guess. In case some people don't know or forget. I well, mean, if you me. end up winning and capturing a bunch of people, you can try them for said war crimes. But that's yeah. the only circumstance that ever matters. It helped me being reminded on 60 Minutes, I guess. And I've been following this war from day one and knew exactly what Russia's been doing this whole time. But hearing that woman say it again in those numbers, 600 schools or hospitals, whichever one that was, gazillion hospitals. It's just, it's just, it's freaking awful. Some of those pictures from ukraine on this the one year anniversary this week of the whole thing starting it's one of the worst things that's happened in you know the last 75 years on planet earth it's just awful god and some the one video of uh it because it looked like could have been suburban freaking anywhere could have been omaha or tallahassee or pick a town in america anywhere cars just driving to work trees buildings whatever and then just boom a missile hits right in the middle of the road it's just it's hard to wrap your head around what that mm-hmm. lifestyle would be like. And then I, I bring that up to then mention, and now China is going to arm the bad guys, is looking at arming those people that bomb hospitals and schools and rape little girls. China is going to help arm them. China is asshole. That's a hell of a move. President Zelensky warned yesterday after we alerted the world to the fact that we think China is a considering giving lethal aid to the Russians. Zelensky warned that China backing Russia and Ukraine would mean World War III. Of course, Zelensky has um, uh, a great reason to always put these things in these most apocalyptic terms. Doesn't mean he's wrong, but um, to try to get more and more support. If China allies itself with Russia, there will be a world war. I do think that China is aware of that, he said. 
Um, I don't know. So to the Wall Street Journal editorial piece, which I find pretty interesting, you might remember that Joe Biden's old boss drew a controversial red line in Syria about chemical weapons. And then Bashar al-Assad used chemical weapons and we didn't do anything about it. All right. President Biden's visit With the to, aid of the Russians, by the way. Just right. A little good trivia point. question for you. There. Good point yeah. there. From the editorial board, Wall Street Journal, President Biden's, Biden's visit to Kiev on Monday was an important symbolic display of American support for Ukraine and credit to him for traveling into a war zone. But the bigger Ukraine news in recent days, and this is what I've been saying the whole show, this is the big news, is the public alarms coming from U.S. officials that China could soon provide Russia with military aid. Anthony Blinken went on all the talk shows and talked about it all day Sunday. That was, you know, a coordinated effort. That was obviously to send a message to someone about something. But here's the big quote to me, and this is from the current U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. Her name is Linda Thomas-Greenfield. She's uh, what Nikki Haley's job used to be. She said that China aiding Russia with military aid would be a red line. She actually used the term red line. Wall Street Journal says the use of red line as a diplomatic ultimatum has a degraded reputation after President Obama declared one to deter chemical attacks and didn't do anything about it. Is the Biden administration more serious about enforcement now? And what would that mean? Those are the questions. Do you mean it? Did you learn from your old boss that you can just throw around the term red line and not mean it like a bad parent? Or do you mean it? And if you do mean it, and 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 then what? Um, what do you mean by it? Yeah, yeah exactly. we're we're going to we're going to what? I don't think you can just like so we've decided to sanction imports. I mean, you can't do that, can you? Is that enough of a red line? Well, it's in the eye of the beholder. Obviously, that'd be ineffectual and limp. But yeah, it, what if? That's the entire question. Are you gonna? I don't know. Here's here's a here's a great for instance for you. I was going to say, are you going to force Apple to decouple? There's a story. Uh, it might have been in the journal. I can't remember a number of days ago. Here it is. Yeah, Ford, Ford Motor Company of Dearborn, Michigan, Detroit, or wherever they're based, just announced that they are investing three and a half billion dollars with their Chinese partner for a battery plant in Michigan. That's crazy at this point in history. That can't I know. happen. That can't continue. I'm, I'm reading on that Wall Street Journal article about uh, Mr. Wang from China. He was the He's the Secretary of State of China, if you will, meeting with Blanken over the weekend. And he came out of the meeting and said that the United States had an absurd and hysterical reaction to a weather balloon and blamed the U.S. for being an obstacle to peace in Ukraine. Um. Is that what you call peace, a, a, a defeat, an invasion of one country by another? So Once that invasion is successful, then you have peace. That's an interesting way to look at it. So while a number of people in government and in the media were saying China's, a, I'll tell you what's happened out of the balloon thing. China is embarrassed. They are highly embarrassed, and this was just that had to be, you know, really, really tough for them to... Yeah, okay, they're not quite embarrassed. They're coming out and saying he shot down a weather balloon and went all crazy. You guys are nuts. And by the way, we're going to start arming Russia. So why are they going out of their way to make it clear we hate you? We really, really hate you. 
You know, they're calculating always. Long-term calculations drive the Chinese. And I think if I'm Xi Jinping, I'm, I'm calling Vlad Putin on the phone, and I'm saying, uh, what will it take to guarantee you're on our side against the U.S. Uh, for the next 10 years? Vlad Putin says, we need a bunch of uh, anti-tank uh, weapons. We need uh, ammunition of all sorts. We need some, uh, you know, heavy arms. Uh, you know, you, you get us to the tune of uh, $30 billion, you got our vote for the next 10 years. It's probably just like that. Well, isn't Russia on his, on their side already when they mostly be on their side in almost any given circumstance? Yeah, they're solidifying the deal. Boy, that's a heck of a move, man. That That is just a... Um, you, you know, you got caught flirting with the secretary, and so you double down and sleep with her in front of your wife or something. I mean, it's just. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, uh, I'm thinking about the fact that Russia is still an energy powerhouse, too. Um, yeah, it's just. Uh, you get caught with the balloon transaction. Not only are they not embarrassed, which I never thought they were anyway, that was a stupid talking point from a lot of them. I'll tell you what the real result of this is China is embarrassed. No, they aren't. Ugh. They're not the least bit embarrassed. But anyway, they said so they set that balloon, got caught. The, 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 what are you going to do about it? And then make it clear they're going to arm Russia. These, this, this is somebody said a couple of weeks ago. This is a low point in U.S.-China relationship. And I thought, wow, I think they're right. No, clearly it is the lowest point in the relationship between the number one and number two military powers in the world. We're at the lowest point at this moment. Well, so sorry, but the elevator is still moving down. Oh, yeah, so yeah. what's the point oh, of yeah. saying we're at a low point? Now we're at another one. Wait, now we're at another one. Well, yeah, we're quite possibly going to be at a lower point two hours from now after Biden gives his speech. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is not good. This is not a good situation the world is in right now. Holy it's crap. ratcheting up of tensions, no doubt. I'll, I'll say this here so I, get that, so I won't bring it up again for a while. Because I'm always, you know, we're on the verge of World War III. I'm with Zelensky. Um, I was picturing the other day how, uh, I've read a lot about how World War II, prior to World War II, Great Britain was the dominant Navy on the planet, for instance, and had been for like 200 years. Mm -hmm. And everybody was scared of them. And then in a blink of an eye, it was over. The United States was the dominant power. And then now it almost seems ridiculous that Great Britain ever was the dominant power. I mean, it, it just it happened so fast. And I wonder, we're, we're, we're in the situation we're in. China moves on Taiwan, sinks a couple of our ships. Public opinion in the United States is it isn't worth going to war with China over some island we don't care about. And immediately, we're no longer the big dog anymore that everybody's scared of. Just like that, just we're, we're a factor, obviously, but we're not what we were. Just like Great Britain was not what they were. That could happen so fast. We just grow, the world just changes overnight. You know, that's the war games that they've been planning out. They announced, they've announced that many times that during the war games, it's, it's, it's sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the world changes overnight after changing for 200 years, and then the lead dog changes, but it's been going on for a very long time. 
And where this one ends is so interesting to me and so difficult to call because of demographics and economic issues and, but why and is, the nature of weaponry in the model, modern world. That's but, just a complete new twist. But why is China ratcheting it up like this? For what end? They send the balloon and get more belligerent with their rhetoric, and then they start talking about, yeah, we're going to arm Russia, too. And then we start talking about red lines? Uh, you know, my, my first political science argument might be, or answer to that question might be, because they've got such enormous uh, challenges at home. They've got to redirect their uh, people's focus on an external enemy. Gotcha. Could be part of it. Yeah. I don't know. Because the whole COVID thing is nasty right now. Their we, economy is not growing like it's been. Uh, their, their real estate collapse. I mean, if you really want to geek out, talk to me about that because it's super interesting. And people are losing their ass. I mean, completely. Normal people have invested their life savings in apartments that will never be built, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we drew a red line over the weekend, and China might cross that red line this week, and then we're going to fill in the blank. You're going to find out. Yeah. You don't want to know. Yeah, we kind of do. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're asking you. Yeah. Well, this feels exactly like the conversation we had with Syria whenever that was 10 years ago. Oof. All right. More on the way. I want to talk about, uh, you mentioned Ancestry.com for some reason earlier. Mm-hmm. I did a deep dive on Ancestry.com with my family last night. Um, I want to talk about that later this hour at some point. Really interesting it kind of sound like you said Ancestry.com. I mean, because that's a totally different website. That is don't a different go to website. That one. Very troubling, and I don't have that in my past, so let's not right. pretend that okay. I do. All right. All right. I'm not. There's got to be. And I was just clarifying. <laughs> Ancestry, not ancestry. Okay. Uh, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Going to work is so much easier than staying home with kids. And here's why. On my work days, I get to commute to work listening to music by myself. I get to grab a coffee, walk through the city, go to the office, have adult conversations with other people, work, and then I miss my kids and can't wait to see them and they can't wait to see me either. On the flip side, when you're at home alone with the kids for days on end, you might go days without having a normal human conversation. From the second you open your eyes in the morning until you close them at night, you are on. 
you are putting out fires over the most insanely irrational things. You're being yelled at for things. It is all about what you need to do for someone else. You barely get a hot coffee. You barely get time to sit down and think about anything else outside of what needs to be done. That's all true. I don't know if you need to use that tone of voice or the (laughs) language that makes it sound like you wish you weren't a parent. It can all be true, and it's still what you want to do and a good idea, right? Right, yeah, Yeah. there's some interesting word choices. Did you see that? I'm sure you did. That Chelsea Handler video that came out a week or two ago. I read about it. I didn't see it. She's the female comedian. What did she say? Foul-mouthed and the rest of it, talking about, here's what I do because I have no kids. Right. And it was her wonderful celebrity lifestyle of pleasure and enlightenment at every single moment. But honestly, and, and there was the predictable outrage, and some of it was kind of outrageous, but then it, it almost became self-parody, where she was like, and then I can get in my time machine and blah, 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 blah. And, it, and I thought, all right, on the one hand, I, she's kind of making fun of herself. And on the other hand, this is designed to provoke my outrage, I think. Yeah, I don't. And I don't, I don't want to fall for it. I don't mind that uh angle of conversation if it's among your fellow childless you know feel free to talk about how great this is of all cool stuff we get to do because we don't have kids but surely you know people with kids are not interested in that at all and you know in some cases think many of the things you're talking about are pathetic wastes of your life so you know it works both ways yeah yeah sure Oh, speaking of families, did you see some of the comments that uh, former NFL superstar Deion Sanders, currently uh, Colorado Buffaloes college football coach, said some of his comments about how he recruits? No. I was shocked this did not get more attention. He has no filter. He's a really interested and talented guy um, and had great success in his first coaching gig. But um, he was talking about uh, recruiting players. Uh, first of all, he said nobody will ever surpass Tom Brady because nobody is willing to make the sacrifices necessary. But that's then he interesting. Said, that's interesting. That 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 needs to be recognized more often with the successful. They worked harder than everybody else. That's why they were so good. Yeah. So and then Rich Eisen, who's the sports talk guy, asked him about uh, recruiting and players, and he said, "Well, we have different attributes: smart, tough, fast, disciplined with character for quarterbacks." Now, quarterbacks are different. We want a mother and a father, dual parents. We want that kid to be 3.5 GPA and up because he has to be smart. No bad decisions off the field at all because he has to be a leader of men. Similar with offensive linemen. I'll just summarize because we're short on time. Defensive linemen, totally opposite. Single mama trying to get it. He's on free lunch. I'm just trying to make it. He's trying to rescue mama like mama barely made the flight, and I want him to just go get it. It's a whole different attribute that you look for in different positions, and we have that stuff chronicled. We know what we want, and we go get it. That is really interesting. So for the defensive lineman, mean, tough, aggressive, and semi-desperate. Wow. And he looks at your upbringing and family structure. That's frank talk, man. That is interesting. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. 
Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Armstrong and Getty Show. Was that your laptop? For real, I don't know. I know, but, but you know that's... Is, this I is really a, don't know okay. the answer is. That's you don't know yes or no if the laptop was I don't have any yours. idea. I have no idea. So it could have been yours. Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that there was the that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. And you, you didn't drop off a laptop to no. be repaired no. in Delaware? Not no. that I remember at all. At all. So, we'll see. Usually. Wow, I'd- you're a loser. I'd completely forgotten that interview. That was all a lie. Every bit of that. Every single thing he said was a lie. Hunter, was you're ca- a loser. It, it was lawyerly. He said, it's possible. I don't, not that I recall. Is he a lawyer? Oh yeah, yeah. He's a lawyer, so he yeah. so that's why he answered that way. He knows he was a JAG officer in the Navy, wasn't he? Before the uh, the Peruvian marching powder got him marched out of the Navy, he's like the cocaine bear. He was just laying there, <laughs> rolling around. They booted him out of the military. <laughs> I've uh, I've become aware of the cocaine bear. Have you the seen movie. the Have you seen the ad? The ads are hilarious. I don't know if it's a funny movie, and it's one of those deals where they make it seem like it's a funny movie, but it's I have no idea, but. Cocaine bear. I guess it's based based on a true story. It is roughly. Um, it was a go-go bear in the eighties who got hooked up in the whole Wall Street thing. A lot of chains. Go out dancing. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, we played that introduction partly because it was amusing and a, a nice uh, memory jogger, but uh, partly because of this story that emerged in recent days and is getting, of course, no traction because of A, media bias, and B, there's just a little complexity to it. But this absolutely seals the deal for me on what was going on with Hunter Biden. Now, we're going to start over here. And again, stories have to be so simple, a, a dog could follow them to really get traction in the media these days. Because the competition for eyes and ears is so intense, if it's at all complicated, people roll their eyes and they wander away. But, One exception is those true crimes podcasts. Those people can put up with complexity. By the way, his dad is about to speak in Poland Right before the one-year anniversary of the war in Ukraine, and uh, there's some speculation that he's going to threaten China in this speech. So we will see, and we'll bring you the highlights when they occur. Yipes, these are spicy times. Yeah, I'd say. 
Anyway, do you remember Charles McGonagall, the FBI official, the former chief of counterintelligence in New York, who got busted twin indictments for taking secret cash payments from a former Albanian intelligence officer? He also held secret meetings with the Albanian prime minister, uh, allegedly, and attempted to remove top Kremlin oligarchs from a U.S. sanctions list, all uh, for a couple hundred thousand dollars in cash. Which is something. Selling out your career and your reputation and the rest of it for 225k. But who knows? Maybe he was desperate for the money. I don't know. Uh, But here's where it gets really, really interesting in terms of Hunter Biden. The Albanians cited by prosecutors tied this scandal to Hunter Biden and the Chinese energy company CEFC that Hunter and Jim Biden were doing business with. CEFC paid Hunter and Jim Biden millions of dollars in a deal which Joe Biden was slated to join after his vice presidency ended. So McGonagall according to prosecutors, received almost a quarter million dollars in cash in the fall of 2017 while he was the FBI's counterintelligence chief in New York. He got the money from a former Albanian intelligence official identified in the Albanian European media as Agron Neza. In turn, Neza introduced McGonagall to another well-connected Albanian named Dorian Duca, who was an advisor to the the Albanian higher-ups who, who paid off uh, McGonagall, allegedly. So this Duca fellow, remember his name. Now, a photograph published last month in Albanian media sourced from China Daily, which is the Chinese state newspaper, in May 2017, shows Duca standing with the chairman of the Chinese energy company, CEFC, who famously gave Hunter Biden a more than three-carat diamond estimated to be worth $80,000 that same year. A diamond? A three-carat diamond? Maybe he was hot for him. What kind I don't of, know. What kind of a payment is that? It's very, uh, very spy movie-esque. It's very m- mob-like. Yeah, exactly. So you got this Duca character hanging out with the head of the giant Chinese energy conglomerate that was raining millions of dollars in diamonds on the Biden family. Chairman Yi, this is the the Chinese businessman, also put Hunter on a $1 million legal retainer in the middle of that year, which ultimately was paid to assist uh, a colleague, Patrick Ho, after his arrest. Now, someone with the same first name as Duca, Dorian, appeared in Hunter's abandoned laptop in an email discussion about CEFC between Hunter and a couple of his associates. Dorian was a real help early on, so we should consider how we include him, they wrote in an email. No way we don't do it, replies Hunter, and if the majority says no, I'll take it out of my salary. This was uncharacteristic generosity from Hunter, who at times was crying poor to his business partners and demanding a larger cut of the profits. So you have Hunter and his associates saying, hey, Dorian was a huge help at the beginning of the CEFC deal. We've got to cut him in on the profits. This Dorian Albanian guy was in bed with McGonagall, paying him off for influence peddling and the rest of it. So why are the Albanians paying McGonagall? According to the opposition Democratic Party, blah, 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 McGonagall opened FBI investigations into political opponents of the Albanian socialist prime minister 
which probes used to declare them persona non grata, unable to do business or open a bank account in the U.S. McGonagall did that for his Albanian bosses. Now, there, there's more. Last week, okay, we got to skip that part because it really makes it complicated, but Hunter's connections with the FBI were a topic of discussion among his business partners. One source recalls being told about a conversation that occurred in, uh, again, 2017, in which Hunter was asked by Chairman Yi of the Chinese Energy Company if he would could discover through his FBI and DOJ contacts if Yi or this Ho guy, who we mentioned earlier, were targets of an FBI probe. Yee-ho. So, so Yi says to Hunter, hey, uh, go to your FBI sources and figure out if either one of us is uh, uh, being probed by the FBI, if we're being looked at. Now, wait a minute. Who does Hunter know at the FBI who would spill knowledge of sensitive investigations on Chinese nationals to Hunter? It's almost got to be McGonagall. And then what's really interesting. Will they ever and, and, be able to nail this down? Yes, but it will be an obscure story on page 22C. And maybe after the Joe Biden story is over. Almost certainly. Yeah. 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 Now, interestingly enough. I mean, just because these. Uh, uh, yes. You know, either electorally or because of the sweet embrace of of the dirt nap i mean one way or the other <laughs> right right i was gonna make a similar witticism myself until you jumped in anyway uh so here's what's interesting and this this does not undermine the point i don't think but so hunter goes to the fbi whoever he knew at the fbi or doj as a disgraced crackhead at 2017, was he a former crackhead at that point, or was he still on drugs? Making millions of dollars from foreign governments and energy conglomerates and whatever else, just because he's so brilliant. Um, and he has a source at the FBI who will spill the beans on sensitive investigations, or so his Chinese buddies think. So Chinese, so Hunter goes to the FBI, whoever he knows, well, you and says, hey. You, you can't blame people from other countries, especially like China, for thinking that you're the son of the president. Of course, you can get any information you want. I mean, that's the way their systems work. Or, or the VP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Son of the, the vice president. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, you can get this information because that's the way their systems work. Everything is, sure. uh, you know, who you know and bribes and all that sort of stuff. But so apparently Hunter goes to his source. He comes back and says, uh, no, yee-ho, you're not charges. Uh, you're not targets of an FBI probe. Uh, Ho then arrives back in the U.S. and was promptly arrested by the FBI. So Hunter's source was not always giving him everything he wanted. Or, but Hunter, I'm picturing, had, or Hunter had no source but was making it up? It's conceivable. He's playing the big shot, which is a common thing to do. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm yeah, connected. It's I know people in, uh, yeah. But he is connected. He's buddies with oh, Dorian and Yi and, and Ho. One is dad's vice president. And the president. Albanians. Right. Right. So there are absolutely connections. My theory is that McGonagall, who, who may have sold out for cash, 
um, to protect various Albanian overlords who were and uh, oligarchs who were throwing money around like crazy. I'm not saying I would do it, but I kind of get how that would be a temptation because um, these they'll pay me two hundred twenty five thousand dollars just to you know push some buttons so this guy isn't as in, in as much trouble as he seems to be. Anyway, um, he knew what kind of guy Hunter was because McGonagall may have turned out to be crooked, but he's not stupid. You don't rise to be the chief of counterintelligence for the New York branch of the FBI by being stupid. He knew what kind of guy Hunter Biden was. Oh, sure, of course. And he thought, holy S. It was like when when Monica Lewinsky told Bill Clinton, I love you. He thought, oh, no. (laughs) I thought I could uh, play around a little bit with a numbskull. I thought we were just doing it. You love me. Yeah. Well, so McGonagall, I'll bet, had a very similar feeling. Holy crap, now I got Hunter Biden calling me and asking me whether Chinese oligarchs are under investigation or not. I'm not, no, I'm not going there. No, uh, Hunter, everything's fine. Everything's great over here. How are you doing? Okay. And, <laughs> and so Hunter then passed that Say along. Say hi to the strippers for me. To old man uh, Ho, who then got holed down to the uh, Hooskow. But anyway... Uh, again, this stuff is all pretty damn compelling, um, but it's just not going to get that much attention. Well, his dad, Joe Biden, the president of the United States, is speaking in Poland right now, and all I can do is see the screen, and it looks like they gave him a shot or whatever because he's got his looking awake and alert thing going, and uh looks like a forceful speech, and the crowd is going wild. I mean, just wild waving flags and whatnot, so we'll give you some highlights of that when we come back. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennig. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had the best time. That's it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. That doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this like, was a dream. it's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Yeah, like, it like, was. hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hello, Poland. Joe Biden giving his speech in Warsaw. Is that where he is? Um, I like Hello, the, Poland. The, Are you ready to rock? It sounded a little like Van Halen in Omaha. Hello, Omaha. <sighs> Hello, Poland. <sighs> Nobody rocks like, but we've been all around the world. Nobody rocks like Poland. <sighs> We're going to play all night. Is that all right with you? <sighs> Hello, Poland. Poland. I shouldn't distract from what is 
historic speech making going on. The unbelievable trip into Kiev over the weekend by the president of the United States, which I, I'm, it's getting no attention. I feel like so. Mark Halpern in his newsletter today said it's historic, it's brave, it should be monumental. But look at this, and he had a screenshot of the front pages of all newspapers from all these big cities across America that didn't have it at all on the front page. Wow. It just it didn't it didn't make near as much of a splash as I think they thought it would like. I think it should, but anyway, he's speaking in Poland today. We'll see how much attention this speech gives. Let's hear a little bit of that. Gets. You know, it was nearly one year ago. Nearly one year ago I spoke at the Royal Castle here in Warsaw. Just weeks after Vladimir Putin had unleashed his murderous assault on Ukraine. The largest land war in Europe since World War II had begun. And the principles that have been the cornerstone of peace, prosperity, and stability on this planet for more than 75 years were at risk of being shattered. One year ago, the world was bracing for the fall of Kyiv. Well, I just come from a visit to Kyiv, and I can report Kyiv stands strong. Kyiv stands proud. It stands tall. And most important, it stands free. So, uh, probably not going to mention the fact that we suggested Zelensky leave the capital and form a government in some other country, and we'd protect him there and let the capital fall which would have been the end of Ukraine, because you ain't getting it back at that point. No. I mean, if, no. If, if, if the war is where it is now, with everything we've poured in and the way the Russian military has devastated the beginning, if they'd have been able to roll in, take Kiev, and set up shop and really dig it in, forget it. That's the end of Ukraine. Then that's what your administration suggested. So, you know, fine. A little bit of a... Ah, live and learn. That's the past, the hazy past. Let's hear a little yeah, more. Ask, ask old Juan Guaido how that goes. The Remember when he was declared the rightful leader of Venezuela? The leader in exile. Yeah, well, not mm. so much. When Russia invaded, it wasn't just Ukraine being tested. The whole world faced a test for the ages. Europe was being tested. America was being tested. NATO was being tested. All democracies are being tested. And the questions we face were as simple as they were profound. Would we respond? Or would we look the other way? Would we be strong? Or would we be weak? Would we, we, would be, would we the, all of our allies, would be united or divided? One year later, we know the answer. We did respond. We would be strong. We would be united. And the world would not look the other way. Okay. So I agree with his rhetoric that it is a test for the world, and are we going to stick with the world order that has been in place for the last three quarters of a century? But, you know, a lot of people, like our friend Mike Lyons, believes it's a regional conflict that we shouldn't have much interest in. Um, I don't think that, but is the Biden administration as in it to win it as they, as he's been saying, said in Kiev over the weekend and is saying today? What was that article in the Washington Post a week ago where administration officials were tear up telling Ukraine, we better see some uh, accomplishments out of you because we this isn't forever? What yeah, was I'm that? sticking with my theory that it was some faction within the Pentagon 
that sees our store of weapons uh, disappearing, uh, you know, crate by crate, uh, floating that to the press, trying to exert a little pressure. And the State Department probably went crazy when they saw that. That should get more attention. You know, the, the corporate media loves to talk about the splits in the Republican Party. How about the splits in the Democrat side? Are they in it to win it, or do they are there factions on that side trying to end this? I don't know. Well, and gall dang it uh, to the more direct reality. If the China, especially if the Chinese start to help the Russians with arms, meanwhile the tanks are just beginning to arrive now in Ukraine from are the they west. Actually? Uh, yeah, I just read that the, the, the Leopard tanks, the first of the Leopard tanks, has hit the ground. Okay. Um, I don't know if they're ready to use or not, if they're just training, but um, they're in-country. Um, but when that happens, if the standoff gets even standoffier and the, the death tolls continue to rise and just nothing happens, you know, the lines on the map move back and forth about, you know, a quarter mile uh, each way over the course of months, you know, how long does that last? Or is the air war about to start as Putin is lining up a whole bunch of planes there in Belarus and uh, might go back to bombing the crap out of them from the skies that way instead of sending missiles in across the border? And are, is the rest of the world going to send Ukraine the planes they need to, to combat that? It might look like Britain 1940. I don't know, um, which would be a whole different deal than this trench warfare they got going on right now. But the, the president, what he said in Kiev and what he's saying today sounds like what he what what he's been saying that you know we're 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 fully invested until it's over you think we'll have to see how congress moves on the question too time matters and uh, the feeling in 6 months might be uh, pretty different than it is now i just don't know certainly could be so we do 4 hours of the show every day which seems oh. uh, like too oh, much to ask so much. but if so you ever much. miss an hour grab the podcast armstrong and getty on demand armstrong and getty the Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 